I want to talk about Big Randy's game for a minute. You know the little bump shots he hits from just off the green? That hybrid might seem like an obvious idea now. Who wouldn't want the best parts of a long iron and a fairway wood mixed together? But before the first hybrid clubs went on the market 20 years ago, somebody had to invent that. And that's what Cooper has done with its new Discoverer Rugged Trek truck tire. Combining the improved grip and aggressive look of an off-road tire with a smooth, quiet ride of a road tire. The Rugged Trek is a hybrid that gives you the best of both worlds. It's an invention so good that in another 20 years, it'll just seem so obvious. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by Treadwear Mileage Warranty, helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. And remember, go with the Coopers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. Got a special episode today as we're diving in everything about Muirfield Village Golf Club leading into the Memorial Tournament this week. I'm Cody, as always, joined with uh, my main man, Mr. TC, today. Cody, good to be with you, dude. I know. Muirfield Village, one of the first, like, I think it was the first top 100 course I ever played. So it's, uh, you know, kind of near and dear to my heart. I know Solly's had quite a few rounds out there as well. So I'm very, very interested to dive in on this one. And we're joined with two very special guests today. And that's Nicholas LaRocca, the GM and CEO, COO of Muirfield Village, and Chad Mark, the Director of Grounds. How are we doing today, guys? Good afternoon. How are you? Great. So I think first, first and foremost, Nicholas, probably start with you. Give us you know, a quick rundown of kind of who you are, what you do for the club, and how you got there. Sure. I grew up at a place where Jack won his first major at Oakmont Country Club in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we came to Columbus, Ohio in 1997. I started as a summer intern and never left. So I've been here now for my 25th Memorial Tournament, my 11th in charge, and uh, I think it's my fourth with Chad here as the Director of Grounds. Uh, we have a great week. It's just a fun week to be the center of the golf universe. And uh, what you're going to see and what you're going to hear about on the golf course changes are unbelievable. Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm Chad Mark. I'm the Director of Grounds. Uh, Nicholas and I go way back. I worked for his uncle at Kirtland Country Club in Cleveland for a long time. I grew up in Southern Ohio, went to Ohio State. So obviously this was a dream job for me. And after a quick pick stop at uh, Inverness Club in Toledo, uh, I've been here now. This is this is my fourth year. This will be my fifth memorial. And then uh, I guess it's my sixth PJ Tour event at, That's right. at the club because we had the work day last week as well. Right. The, the What a, a track record of courses that both you guys come from. The, the heavy hitters. Yes, sir. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. So I think where we should start here is, I th- you know, people, everybody should know, but last year, as you guys mentioned, had the work day and then immediately followed with the Memorial Tournament and a weird COVID year pushed it back to the, the middle of July. So I think the work that you guys started, of course, the final day of the tournament, so July 19th. But if we go back even before that and really when was plans, discussions, approvals from the club, and then really final go-ahead of this is the work that we want to do, and, and these are the changes that we're going to set forth with. Yeah, so it, well, we, are, we have to go back to September 29th, 2019. Jack came through 
uh, Dublin, Ohio, to wait for his two boys, Jack the Second and Steve, to then go hunting in Canada. Jack was out west, and he said, we'll meet at Nearfield Village. I'll go spend time with the guys and then hop on the plane. We'll go hunting in Canada. So he was here, and I was thinking, what are we going to do for four hours when he's hanging around? <laughs> so he called me and said, hey, grab Chad meet me on the putting green. I said, you got it. So we went down to the putting green. Jack was there in a cart. He walks up to the putting green. He said, I want to do this one more time. Of course, I collapsed. Chad picks me up off the ground. I said, what? <laughs> and he says, he goes, I want to do this golf course one more time. I, I turn 80 in January. I think it's time to do the golf course. I don't like the Poania. We see it in May, and let's do it. So we rode around the golf course that whole day, and then he went to Canada, came back. He and Chad spent a lot of time together. The good news is the grounds committee here is three people, Jack, Chad, and me. We don't have boards. <laughs> we don't have committees. We don't have votes. We don't have all those years of planning. When Jack wants to do something, he grabs it, and we get it done. Yeah, it gets done a lot faster here. Yes. So it's, it was a lot of fun to get all the planning done. Uh, Jack paid attention really on all the shot link data in 2020. And then, uh, you know, we had both events, which was incredible, being pushed to July. Uh, and then having Workday come at us the week before, which those of you that follow closely, that was the John Deere event that came here. Mm -hmm. And the PGA right. Tour collaborated with Workday. And they uh, they were the sponsor, not knowing at all, because our deal with Nationwide was still continuing in a, in a renewal stage, that the Workday folks came about when Nationwide decided to take a different role with us starting in 2022. So Workday will be our presenting sponsor next May. Yeah. So it's awesome. As far as, uh, as, as shot link data goes, are you looking at, at you know, just as far as averages and, and you know, scoring averages, or are you, are you getting super granular with it? And, and, and what does that process look like? Are you getting all sorts of, uh, you know, graphics with that or is it, is it just raw data? No, we get the graphics and we get uh, a, a great data book that they put together after the tournament's over. And I mean, I remember going to Pebble Beach for the Open and sitting in the airport with Nicholas and we went over the, you know, the tournament that had just ended that Patrick Canley won. And Jack was really concerned at that point are our bunkers relevant? Are we, are we, do we have bunkers in the wrong place for where these guys are driving the golf ball? Uh, you know, what are the second shot carries? And, and so we started digesting some of this stuff and then he kind of like, he, he backed off. And then like Nicholas said, he came back in September and said, you know what? Now I, I, I do really want to do it. It was important to him because I think in, in June when he talked about potentially doing something, he ultimately said, you know what? I don't want to take the golf course away from the membership. And it's, it's a good golf course. They're happy with it. And, you know, let's not do anything. But as Nicholas said, when he came back in the fall, he, he really wanted to get one more look at it, one more bite of the apple. Correct. The shot link data, for those of you that are wondering, what is all that? So the best part is if you look at a piece of paper, they'll put in different colors in the fairway how the player finished the hole, whether it's a certain color sure. for bird, eagle, birdie, par, bowie, other. And the data is really interesting to, to, to digest as a, you know, a, a not a, a professional player as a club manager and, you know, as an amateur player. It's cool to see how they could collaborate all that stuff together. It really helped us with fairway widths. It helped us with bunker placement. Mm -hmm. It helped us with additional tees. Uh, so all of that data went into what we did with this golf course last fall. From people looking at it this year and what they're going to see on, on TV, what are the biggest changes that they're going to notice? The big wake-up hole is number one. Jack took the bunkers that are now more in play for the bombers off the back tee. He tightened that fairway, added a, a fourth bunker, 
and then he took the green, went back 15 yards, and the green's really cool. Yeah, small, small. There's a lot of contour to it. Um, you know, it's it's a it was always a good hole, but Jack never liked the way the green set into the hillside. So that added length, our members noticed right away. And the the few guys we've talked to this week so far have really been impressed with what we did with number one. Uh, I would I would say that number two is a similar hole. We we slightly altered the front of that green, which is why we started on Sunday of the Memorial last year. Uh, the second and sixth holes really were just tweaks. And, you know, Jack has uh, a tight schedule and his time is limited. And the reason we started on Sunday was because he was leaving early afternoon and we wanted a few greens that we could get approved quick so that we could sod some things. Um, but I think you're going to notice a lot of greens moved. A lot of green contours changed. Uh, I would say the third hole's the, the green's completely different. The fourth green's different. The fifth green's different. The seventh green's different. So the front nine especially, you really go through. And when the players get to the golf hole, it may look similar. But when you get on the green, it's completely different. Yeah. The third the third hole, uh, our chairman, Jack the second, Jack's son, he, he brought his dad down to the cart path. He goes, Dad, come over here. And Jack goes, well, let's, I don't know. Let's let's look at it. So the, the third tee moved to the right about 25 yards, Chad, and it yeah. went down. But the, the majesty of doing that, you could see the creek on the left. You could see the pond in front of the green. You couldn't see all the trouble from the tee when it was right next to the fifth tee before the renovation. Uh, and then the fourth green is now one of our largest greens. It's about 50 yards long. So they yeah. tucked the pin back left from the, the, the back tee. It's about 220. Yeah. So that's it's really nice. Five, the green is back as far left as it can go, and the water in front of it got larger. And the green's very small. So I mean that that the front nine it's it's a it's a test yeah. it's a big test. Yeah. I'm stoked to see five. Five sounds like it's it's a starkly different. I, I talked approach to a player last night. I said, "What'd you think about the golf course?" So he he went hole by hole, and he went from four to six. And so I didn't bite because I figured, let's see what he says. <laughs> he, he got to, we'll get to fifteen later. But then he came back and he was eighteen this, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, number five. I don't know how to play that hole. He said, my drive was good. He said, I thought I'd go for it with a hybrid. I couldn't hold it on that little green. He said, that green yeah. is fast. The, the green looks like it's something at Pebble Beach. It's 3,400 square feet. You walk off of the 7,300 square foot fourth green, and then you go to this little postage stamp on the creek at number five. It's 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 really, really neat. Um, the green doesn't have a lot of contour in it because we have to use all of that space, but it's it's going to be really hard to hit at. And if you go to six, we took the we took the tee back about ten so yards, but the bunkers and the fairway those were changed in May of 2020. Uh, Jack came through here and we did those those bunkers. But if you go way back in time, about 15, 16 years, there used to be a large oak tree in the front right of the sixth green that came down. So the old bunkers that were there on the left side, um, those were obsolete. So he put bunkers in play now for for members and for the tournament. Uh, the seventh hole, tee went back eight ten yards. Yeah. And tightened the landing area, some 20 yards of width there. But he took the green, and he took it back 20 yards. So as you're hearing, the par fives all got pumped up. Seventh hole is amazing, and it has a roll-off area behind it. So if you are if you sail it over, you got a tight little lie coming back at the green. Yeah, if you've ever been to the Memorial, the approach behind the green is where you used to order a Coke at the concession stand. I that's mean, right. that's how far right. that yeah. thing. That's right. So how much total yardage, I guess, did he did you guys add on? I think I think it's about 160. It is. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I kind of lose track of what we did each hole, but I think it's about 160 overall. A nine-month project like this, 
from when you guys started in July to knowing that that this week is the deadline to do this, what is kind of what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, our members are our first priority and they got to play the golf course first. So our goal was to get them on the golf course at some point in May. Once Chad saw what winter did and, and we had a great uh, winter, but then we had a surprise of snow in April that kind of stuck around. That went away. Chad picked a target date to get the members out there. So they had it for some time prior. We were closed for advance week last week and, of course, ready for Magic Week for the Memorial Tournament presented by Nationwide. And it's going to be something extraordinary. I mean, when you see the grasses here, the colors, everything has just popped. And what Chad and his crew and our contractors pulled off in that short timeline, I don't think anybody else could have pulled up with them. Yeah, well, I, I don't suggest it. I will say that. <laughs> it, was, uh, <laughs> it was a tight window. We knew it was a tight window, but um, COVID did that to a lot of things. You know, it, it changed the way you did almost everything you do have in your life right now. So uh, the tournament being moved back, Nicholas and I pivoted. We both drove to a sod farm. Uh, I wasn't going to sod the greens, but when things got moved back to mid-July, we felt that that um, would give us some insurance to have the tournament this spring. Uh, it was a cost. It was a, a process that we had to alter what we do you know, with cultivation and everything else that we do to get the, the golf course ready. Uh, there were landscape plans that changed. There were seed dates that changed. And so we went into this with a great plan. We had talked about things all of the prior winter. And when you have a great plan, you can audible off that plan. And that's what we had to do. And our staff was amazing. Uh, we had a, a great group of contractors, as Nicholas mentioned. But, uh, you know, we, we were at a pace that, you know, we basically had to continue to call other contractors in. Uh, we had separate irrigation contractors, separate drainage contractors, separate uh, contractors running the power for the precision air units. And oh, yeah, those yeah, precision I mean, we, we, yeah, are awesome. yeah. So when it when it all ended up being uh, said, we had probably four or five different contractors, our staff. Uh, and, and then, you know, not to mention the, the stuff that Nicholas had to do to keep the club operational at the driving range and at the clubhouse and tours and stuff like that. So this place was bumping last year. Yeah. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it's masked and, and social distance and all that kind of stuff. But it still was a very special project for everybody that was involved and everybody was around the club. How strange is it to uh, to kill off your own greens? Well, they didn't kill. He didn't kill. He scooped them up and threw yeah, them away. Well, I will say this. <laughs> It, it didn't break my heart. <laughs> they, and, and Jack really wanted to do the golf course. Uh, you know, he tells a story uh, that you know, I, th I thought I thought was going to get fired, but he tells a story no. that when he walked out onto the putting green, he said, Chad, I just want to you know take off the sod and maybe scoop out two or three inches of mix and just regrass the greens. You know, if I would have had 24 hours to think about how I'm going to answer that question, I probably wouldn't have said absolutely not. But that's what I said. And I said, we need to do it the right way. And we had a mixed problem. Uh, obviously, the tournament sees a lot of rain, and the, the yep. greens mix. Twenty years a year, twenty years ago, they did not have the technology that they have today. So those greens didn't have a great mix. Those greens didn't have a subsurface system. This, Nicholas just mentioned what the precision air is going to do for us, yep. and we had to go in there and fix some infrastructure. Our bunkers were a tremendous amount of man hours a year. Our irrigation system was aging. So we fixed a lot of infrastructure that were making that was making our staff inefficient uh, in the process of Jack, you know, redoing his Mona Lisa. I'll tell you what, we had two inches of rain on Mother's Day here. Not one bunker washed out. Nope. Chad turned on the precision air units on Monday, and he was back to the levels he wanted within three hours. Yeah. There you go. 
So wow. we now have control over the golf course. The things we couldn't control, we now do. Weather's the only thing we can't control. Yeah. <laughs> but now we can't How's the forecast it. looking this week? Uh, we, the R word's coming up tomorrow. Yeah. So we have to figure out what we're going to do tomorrow because the R word uh, gets in the way, rain. And uh, so I talked to my chairman of weather, Barbara Nicholas, and she's going to text Flutter <laughs> Lips. She has a secret number, so she's going to work on that for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, but, some no, really cool. About, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say some really cool videos out there on YouTube for anybody who wants to jump on and see if not just the, the process of you guys you know, spraying and, and killing off the fairways and then going through and the slit seat, three-way slit seating that you guys went through with the, the, the bent fairways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just cool to see the process, not only from, from killing it off to seating through germination and then really your guys' grow in, uh, you know, for people that are golf nuts and really care about, you know, architecture out there, but really how grass comes to be and how these, courses look week in and week out on the PGA tour. It's an awesome project to, to be able to see from a distance. Well, I will say Brian Laurent from Ohio superintendent network has a lot of videos up right now that talk. It's, it's a lot about the agronomic part of it. Quite frankly, it's pieces of some interviews that Brian did for us. He's my main man uh, does data for me every year at the tournament and does a lot of stuff for our, our setup for AV and it stuff. And, the goal was that I was going to give everybody on our team a flash drive with a video and um, just interviews with several staff members, myself, and talk about the things we remembered about the project. So that's why there's a little bit more of an agronomic feel to Brian's videos. But it does just show the magnitude of the renovation. It shows some of the hurdles we went through. And it's if you watched them and you saw you know, how the fourth green washed out and the pictures of what yep. the guys did to get that back together, I think a lot of people would enjoy taking the time to look at Ohio superintendent network and seeing exactly what we went through from a behind the scenes kind of look. Yeah. His videos are truly phenomenal. We were able to send those out to our members and they loved it. They really loved seeing the changes. We gave over about 160 tours yeah. <laughs> on the golf course from some July 20th until last week. So it's been a labor of love for all of us, including uh, Brian who's produced all those great shows. Yeah. I mean, when we talk grounds crew strength, Chad, what numbers do you have for full-time employees? So our full-time staff's about 20. And then we have a, a large seasonal staff of another 30 to 35. Uh, we have 10 of those people who are a great staff led by Sarah Evans with horticulture. But uh, we have 18 college graduates or interns from the turf field. So we got tremendous talent here, guys that have skin in the game and uh, they really want to succeed in their careers. So it really makes a difference when we have people that care so much about the place and, and want to want to see us succeed and, and move on to jobs of their own. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to be passionate when you have a great program that they, they have there at the university and then the opportunity to come at Mirfield village and be part of a project like this, that literally will jumpstart the majority of their careers for whatever club or organization that they want to go work for. I call this place a teaching hospital. The hard part is Chad, <laughs> Chad can't keep assistance. Yeah, I've four in four years, but they're just—they're all so good. The superstars—they are—they uh, all deserve everything they've got. That's for sure. So we talked a lot about the the contractors and really swelling a staff to get this whole project done. So at peak, how many people do you think you had out there working on the course with you? Definitely over 150. Uh, Labar Golf 
Creations, I think, had uh, 70, 75. We had about 50. We had 30 with Weibel doing the irrigation. We had another 20 with Golf Preservations doing drainage. We had 7 to 10 from the company we had putting power in. Uh, and Tom Waite was here doing precision airs. So we had definitely over 150, and it was a lot. I mean, quite frankly, one of the things that I wish I had three more weeks to do is that we still haven't got all the carpet that decided because we just beat the heck out of this place last year. I mean, <laughs> and, and we just ran out of time. It was like, okay, we had to try to get to the high traffic areas and we're just, we're going to run out of time. So uh, it was a lot, but it was something that when you're in it, it's like walks through your child grow. You know, <laughs> now that we're here and you're hearing all the media stuff and you're seeing some videos come out, you're like, wow, wow. We really have just been in a, a whirlwind of a pace here. But when you're in it, you just don't notice, you know, it's just, you're in the moment. Uh, moving to the back nine, like what's, what are the, I mean, obviously 15, we'll talk about that, but kind of moving through 10, 11, 12, yeah. any, any distinct changes there? Well, let's give you your, your uh, listeners. We've stopped at seven and we'll hit on eight, eight. We moved the T back. That was probably two years ago. We did the T on eight. We played the workday in Memorial last year at 205. Something like yeah. That. And there's some minor changes to the green. Yeah, it's a little softer in the middle for members. Right, and and nine nine green has a couple changes. The yeah. bunkers are completely different. The Go one thing you. I've heard this week from the mem- uh, from players and members is that nine green we we tried to expand towards the lake bank just a little bit. We steepened that up. We added a back right hole location. So green, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it shifted a lot, but no. it shifted enough that I've heard from players you have to hit the left side of the fairway now, or you get blocked out if you're on the right side. So. That's a, a neat change. And That's then cool. when you move to 10, yeah. I think 10 is one of the hardest goal, holes on the golf course. And obviously with a 2T start on Thursday and Friday of the tournament, you know, that's a tough one to get off and go with. And that green, uh, I was with Stephen Cox just this afternoon, and he's doing back nine setup this week. And he walked, he called me out there. He goes, I got everything I need here. I used to only be go two spots on 10 green, but he put a 10, like a three-tier system into this thing. And 10 is a really neat green. It's probably, you asked my favorite stuff earlier, four is my favorite hole, but 10 is my favorite green. I think it's unbelievable. So, and then 11, we shifted the green back uh, and to the left. If you hit the right side of the fairway now, you can go for it. But then you get into a stretch that he really, really likes. Uh, 12, 13, 14, there really isn't much there. I had the green light to just go ahead and scan those greens and put them back like they were. Uh, 14 is his favorite hole. I will say the one change in that section is that they like to hit the ball over the 12th tee last year and they yeah. could bank it down the fairway. And I think someone even putted down the fairway uh, on <laughs> Sunday. But I will say you better think about it this year because that fairway is about 18 yards wide and there's 13 trees on the left now. So it's a the hole be risk reward. As, yeah, the hole will be played as it was designed. Yeah. So that one – that one. That one kind of pissed him off, right? <laughs> when he saw uh, guys doing that. I, I think that I'll tell you, he called he called me during the workday week because the tees were pushed up, and we talked about that. But he, I said, Jack, are you watching workday? He goes, I'm watching it. I said, What about on 13? He goes, I got it. He, he goes, I got it. Don't worry, I got it. I said, Okay, okay. So there's a forest over on the left side of 13 now. Yeah, it's a, it's our tree nursery. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. And but then 14, and then 14 and then, is the yeah. uh, best short par four in golf. There's I love a, it. There's a story a about hole. Tom Watson being asked uh, when he when he won here, two time winner here. Uh, they said, uh, Tom, what's your favorite short par four? 
he said, uh, out of you know, your top three favorite short par fours. He goes, well, my first one's the 14th hole at Muirfield Village. Okay. And he goes, my second uh, is the 14th hole at Muirfield Village. Yeah. <laughs> and the third, I got to tell you, it's Muirfield Village, the 14th hole. I mean, that's how spectacular that hole is. Yeah, and Jack um, loves it. Yes. And he likes the risk reward there. Um, You'll see it played up once this week. Just once. Okay. Such then a spectacular he, shot last year that Morikawa hit. That's and right. Just... And, as, and as we all learned in May uh, at the PGA, excuse me, yeah. May, when the PGA was played out, out west, same thing happened to him on a short par four. He got that eagle, and he won that. Yep. That was awesome to watch mm-hmm. at Harding Park. Yep. We had great, great players in contention last year. We did. Both weeks. Both weeks. You're right. And then 15, Chad will give you the, the story in the 15th hole from the back tee all the way to the green. There's always that hole in a project, or that part of a project that just – Pancha. and that was probably five or six weeks before we got exactly what he wanted there and i'm glad we did it because i think it turned out one what he wanted and two i think it's a great golf hole everybody that i've talked to this week just says it it looks more muirfield village than it used to um you see exactly what you need to do both from the tee and from the landing area and it, it just not only does it play really well it looks spectacular it looks spectacular from the tee it looks spectacular when you look back from the green. Um, but we, we lowered that entire fairway around 15 feet. Um, so you see everything opened up from the tee. Uh, when you did that, you kind of had to cut this hillside from right to left. And it, it lended itself for a really nice natural area to cut some bunkers in. So the, the fairway bunkers now on the right will kind of push you towards the left, which is where the water is. Uh, but once you get to the landing area, uh, we raised the second part of that fairway. So it's more level and it goes all the way down to the Creek, which is more pronounced now because the green was shifted to the right. And we actually took some trees down there. We planted <laughs> a lot of trees this year. We didn't take a lot down, but we did take some scrubby stuff down to the right of that green, which exposes the water. We've shortcut that bank and cut a couple bunkers in and the greens probably 15 to 20% bigger than it used to retaining some of the same character. Uh, but the contours are different. And so we have some different hole locations. I think it's going to be exciting. I think a lot of guys will go for it. I don't necessarily think it's a harder hole for them, but certainly there's going to be some guys that go for it that push the ball just a little bit. I think Bryson got over by a fence last year. If you go over there this year, you're probably in the water. Um, Well, his tee shot where it would be today, if it was fixed in July last year, he probably would have won. Yeah, because that's probably a little bit of rough just off the fairway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where he has first trouble in there, yeah. Yeah, so it's a different golf hole. I think people are going to talk about it all week, and that's why I kind of say it's not my favorite. It probably is my favorite because it's so good, but I got to say something different because everybody's going to like <laughs> members. Any changes play. to 16? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, when we went out there, Jack asked us to bring a smart level with us, and we use that a lot, but he, he specifically said, I want a smart level on 16, and this was the day after the, the memorial, and we threw the smart level on the back right pin location, and it moved away from you so i love chris cochran and he takes it well but he got yelled at because he said it should never run away from you it's jack senior design associate <laughs> so jack said we can't do this to these guys anymore it's downhill it's downwind and now it slopes away from you so we we basically propped the back right of that green up and made a, a pretty pronounced deck in the back right of that green and it'll feed a back left pin position a lot better now uh, but it almost makes you hit the certain quadrant of that green to have an easy putt Gotcha. And then uh, 17 sounds like it's it's been 
beefed up and and kind he of did. he did you know yeah. back back to the original philosophy of the whole versus you know like that was that was the most shocking thing the last few years is seeing seeing the way these guys have played it the last four or five years and yeah and, it, you got the bombers that want to head it all over the trouble and then down to the downhill lie and then you have some players that say ah that shot should be played from 175 and in mm-hmm. so you had the two different philosophies and so what he did there is he he took the tee back as far as he could. We're in Seanette's parking spot. Almost. That's yeah. right. Chad's assistant, Seanette. That's where she works. <laughs> and it's that's the shop at the fence behind it. <laughs> and the left side, the bunkers changed. There used to be, I would call it two eyeballs looking at you in the left. Now there's only one. There's a new one behind it. And then the third one that was existing, he uh, brought that into the fairway. And, of course, the right one remained where it is. And you have about, what, 20-some yards in between that land area, too? Uh, I'd go with the. Uh... The under on twenty yards. Yeah, yeah. But if you're if you could bomb it over all the trouble and get down in the downhill lie, that ferry was tightened with rough from left to right. Yeah. Okay. So you're taking a chance. And some more trees. And some more forest. So it's all good. The green. And then it sounds like eighteen was eighteen yeah. was just hard, you know, hard enough as it is. Didn't have to well, do too much there, right? I think eighteen. The the big thing we did on eighteen was we softened the green enough in the back left. There was one whole location back there. The tour knew it. The players knew it. The rules officials that set it up knew it. And so these guys would bank it back off the collar, and it would land, you know, six, eight feet, just kind of like a number 11 did and number 10 did. You could predict that it was going to be a good, easy putt. Uh, so we, we actually soften that slope so the ball won't roll back off the hill as much. Uh, and we a- added a nice pin location just over the ridge. So there's a couple whole locations back there. Working with, with Steven with that today as well. I told him I'd really like to see us use both of them. I mean, they're both really good spots. So, little softening of the green, but what an epic hole and an epic finishing hole in golf. And and so there wasn't much broken with that, and we didn't change much. And then, as far as keeping members in mind, like what Always. you know, is that you said is you know you softened uh, softened the middle part of a couple of greens. Is that what does that look like as far as trying to balance those two constituencies? Well, I mean, it's it's a challenge. They're they're not happy with me right now because they got to play the golf course. But the caveat was that the rough was prepared for the memorial. So uh, last <laughs> week they did not like playing out of the the thick rough that we have ready for the players this week. But you know, we we do the best we can. I have I have four days once the tournament ends to put this place back together and get ropes and stakes picked up and get the rough picked back up and cut. Um, we'll, we'll do some things to the greens to make sure they're healthy enough to make it through the summer. But we turn this thing back over and we actually have our member invitational two weeks after the memorial and after we open back up. So, um, we get it right back into member conditions when obviously we'll, we'll bump up the greens for them on that event. And we'll, we'll keep the golf course, uh, championship condition on a daily basis for the membership. And this place will be rocking this year. They can't wait to play. Any big changes for them though? Like as far as, as just just from a design perspective, with them in mind, any big changes that you know were yeah. were 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 mainly member focused, not not tour focused. Yeah. So one item before I go there, you know, we were asking them the past weekend, what was your favorite changes? Of course, fifteen was discussed, but number one got a lot of press from the members. Yeah, they were impressed by number one. Um, mm-hmm. But you're exactly right. The uh, forward tees were added in, in many locations. So for our, our senior members that want to play forward, tee forward, they now have options, especially on one and two and, and three, some great, great new options for them and throughout the golf course. So we have some members that don't play a lot because they know it's harder for them, 
but now they have an option to really tee it forward and, and play under, I'd say, 5,700 yards out on a golf course. That is tough, but they, the distance is there to help them. And Jack had a, the members in mind the whole way around. We he actually did. talked about it Sunday afternoon this week. Uh, we went to 2T, and he said, I think the members are really going to like this golf hole from there. And what we did is we shifted all the tees to better locations for their drive. I mean, Chris Cochran did a great job of saying, okay, here's our average distance for these four sets of tees. Let's work backwards from the landing area so that it's the same shot that, that the pros are looking at, but it's it's appropriate for your skill level. And two is a great example of Jack shifting the tees to the right. And as, as you go more forward, it's even more right, which allows the player to hit away from the hazard when you get up to the forward tees. Um, you know, Obviously, we want to challenge the world's best, and you know, they have to hit a different line where the fairway slopes harder from left to right towards the water. And the, the members' tees are now in, hitting into an area that's more accepting of a ball. So he had all of that in mind as he set tees, as he put tees in the forward position. Fifteen uh, is another example where we, we piped a culvert for a drainage swale so that we could put tees where it needed to be instead of working around something that was uh, originally put in to help move you know, rainwater and that kind of stuff. So the tees are a big part of it, but the contours are a big part of it too, because not only is he worried about the members playing, you know, golf on a, a green that doesn't get away from him too bad, but he wants us to have the ability to maintain the greens all year round and have more hole locations so that we can spread the wear, knowing that we ramp up uh, this first weekend of the summer when a lot of golf courses in town are just getting their full staff and they're, are, hoping to have a good weekend to open things up. We got to be perfect. And so it's, it's a yeah. hard thing. We stress the thing out right off the bat. And so he gave us a lot of whole locations, which also helps our members have their golf course all summer. I mean, that's a great point that you, you brought up too. Uh, thinking about not only the rest of the summer, but how you guys really start your season just with the maximum amount of stress that you can possibly put on that turf. Yes. All right. Well, I know you guys uh, are we're running out of time here. You guys got to run to press conferences. But any parting thoughts from from you, Nicholas or, or Chad, uh, what you want people to pay attention to or, or really leading into tournament week? Well, what Jack Nicholas did here in the quick amount of time with our great staff and our contractors, the golf course is set up for a lifetime. The legacy is ready to go. Um, the golf course technology is spot on. And Jack is very proud of what he did, and he should be because it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, I don't have much to add to that. It's it's been a special year for all of us. <laughs> you know, we're we're excited for the new technologies that we have. We're excited for the infrastructure upgrades. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what the reaction is to the architectural changes this week. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun working with great people, uh, and and working with Jack to to make this place even better. Well, you can tell it's a true labor of love for you guys. And I can't wait to watch it this week on TV. And, and hopefully, you know, you guys always have such good champions come out of that tournament anyway. But hopefully that the course, you know, really shines after all the hard work put into it. We do, too. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, yeah, guys. Give my it. Uncle Jim some shit for me. When we will. <laughs> <laughs> it was our pleasure. Perfect. Right, see you guys. All, right, all the best. Bye-bye.